When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your Bomb Wednesday Service Podcast. I am your senior pastor, Naima Cochran, and with me, as always, is my director of HEPS ministry and, yes, I said HEPS, not HELPS, um, ministry and our um, minister of libations, uh, Karn J. Phillips. What what are you drinking on, on tonight, Karn? Um, this is a 2018 Marlo Malbec. Happy birthday, Kamala Harris. Happy birthday, Kamala. Which would have been yesterday by the time you guys uh, hear this, but it's our Libra, our, our soon-to-be VP, Libra VP's birthday. So we want to we wanna give a toast to her as she's out here. But that Amal bot, you know, I don't really do reds, which maybe makes me a little bit the, of a bird. The, the reds? Do the reds? What are you doing? That maybe that maybe I'm a bird. I will do a um Lambrusco. So I'm a little it's a little birdish for me to do a for me to do a sparkling red, but not like a real red. I don't like reds. Some, anyway, that's another conversation. Um, how are you today, Karn? I'm fine. You and your arms. Um, is this gonna become a regular thing? Is this a uh, trademark? I pulled out my, uh, this is my throwback high school basketball jersey. So I'm pulling it out. But, you know, I'm doing good. Uh, I was watching the Chicago 7. How was it? finish that up. I got about 30 minutes left. Okay. Pretty good so far. Okay. And so, you know, we'll see how it ends, even though I know how, know it, ends. how it ends. <laughs> even though I know right. how it ends. Um, see what Amy Sorkin did with this. So before we get into everything, um, I'm going to do today's housekeeping a little bit differently. Because, Uh well, there's a reason. Because usually, you know, I go through and remind you guys of all the various programming that's available through um, the Count the Dings and Bomb Feeds. But on today, by the time you guys listen to this, on today, on this evening, you can actually just hear it all for yourself. Because we're doing a Bomb Family Hang. That's what I'm going to call it. We're probably actually calling it something different, but I'm going to call it a family, a family fellowship. All of the shows, all of the hosts. There goes there go, there go fellowship again. There goes that fellowship. <laughs> um, fellowship. We, we're, fellowship is important. Um, all the hosts a, of all the shows. It is a one-race term. <laughs> <laughs> it is a one-race term. Um, so the original Bomb Crew, us, Woke Bros, Crazy Sexy Cool, growing up the same, all together. It's going to be the first time that we've all like been together quote-unquote um i think it's gonna be cool i think it's gonna be fun so that will be for i should mention this part for patreons only so that's countedings.com forward slash patreons um if you want to you know give a little love offering you can come and join us on tonight at 9 p.m eastern 9 p.m eastern Mm-hmm. And hear all these wonderful, hear a little taste of all these wonderful shows that I, I talk about every week. Um, 
So I am actually a little bit sleepy today. I um. All right. So I've decided since you say since you're always like, who are you? I'm gonna try to share a little bit of myself occasionally. What? So what? So one of my quirks is that I have a compulsion with. I don't want to say redecorating my house, but with changing items around in oh, my house. I read, I read this tweet. I read, I read this right. tweet. I did. So sometimes it's, so I have like in my closets, there's an array of throw pillowcases. There are area rugs in random places. I have a full storage unit full of furniture that but I switch is, out. But this is why you told us a couple of weeks ago why your home is really comfy. Yes, it's really comfy. As I spy a bottle of red wine behind you, even though you don't like red Even though like, I keep a fully stocked bar, though. The bar is full of all things. Anything you can name is on that bar. Um, Basil Hayden. Not Basil Hayden. Casamigos and Neha. That actually might be there. I'll take a look when we get off. Um, but anyway... Uh, so sometimes, so most of the time it's like seasonal, right? I'll change the area rug. I'll change the pillows on the couch, like change a couple other knickknacks, whatever. Every once in a while though, I go a little above board and I start my actual furniture. And usually it happens around now. And I didn't expect to do it this year because I just did it last year. Um, I had changed some things around, gotten a new side chair, gotten rid of another one, gotten a new, um. So you're a whole is a West Elm showroom that ish, changes ish, quarterly. Ish, right? But then, okay. or at least, maybe not quarterly, but like, it's like summer, winter, right? But... A f- this sounds expensive. It's, it's not, just, because, wanna... but see, that, so I'm glad you said that, because hold on to that thought. It's that, not, because part of it... As, as the pastor of Wednesday service, it sounds like the pastor's dipping into the building. I'm fund. not. I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to explain, right? So... Are you are you Sean King? I am not Sean King in the building. <laughs> I'm about to tell y'all. So so, if you live in New York right now, there's a there's a um, and you gotta let me finish because I know what you're gonna think, and this is not where I'm going. There's a Instagram account it walks like a duck. <laughs> it's an Instagram account called Stooping NYC, and you guys might have heard that a lot of people who live in New York have been leaving in mass, right? So good for them. Get they've out. Been, and people who really usually aren't from here, but these people are leaving behind like some really amazing pieces of furniture because they just don't have time to sell it. They don't want to be bothered. Just got to leave it, whatever. So looking, looking at that account, I was talking to my mom and I was like, I should get a storage unit just to go through and start furniture and save it like to resell or something like that. She was like, you should do it. I did not do that, but it got me looking Craigslist also has a free area in their furniture, which by the way, if you are in a major city or you are, if you are in a major city in a commerce city, um, or a transient city where people tend to move, like they're there for, uh, um, for a placement and then they move somewhere else. New York is one of those cities. You can get your furniture and this goes to your point, Karin. You can furnish your house with really of shit really cheaply. If you know exactly what you're looking for and you're patient, because New York Craigslist furniture section has always been good to find like primo, primo items at like new or barely used at a fraction of the cost. If you know what you're looking for and you're patient. That would mean that I trust New Yorkers though. I mean, well, you're not here. So that your opinion is invalid. And if I'm going to trust any people the least, it's going to be. Well, you're here. So So anyway, I was, so Craigslist also has a free section. So out of curiosity, I was like, let me see what's in a free section. Bam. Just so happened, this phenomenal, this 
phenomenal couch that's behind me right now <laughs> was available for free. So I was like, I actually need a new couch. I'm going to get the couch. Got the couch for free, right? Sanitized it, cleaned it, whatever. It's huge. 90 inches. Like, four people can sit on this couch and chill. Super comfy. It's like a two-something dollar couch. Bam. Fine. But then once I had the new couch, I was like... This is why we tell people every week to watch and not listen because <laughs> I want people to see my face. So then once I got the new couch, I was like... About this, 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 we don't know where you found this couch at and who did what on it before you had four people on this couch. No, of course. And I know you got it clean. I know you got it clean, but still. But also, like, mm. you, you got, once you know how to pick these things, I didn't just buy some random ass oatmeal color couch. Couches are I intimate. went and saw I it. I, I went and inspected it and saw it and looked at it. It looked at the tag. It looked at everything. And again, it's an oatmeal colored couch. You're not going to get away with having done so much on this couch without it being noticeable. I'm just saying. Anyway. So then I was looking around and I was like, okay, I'm going to need to change my rug. I'm going to need to change some art. I'm going to need to change some other things. And yesterday I happened to come upon a um, antique mid-century cabinet, meaning like from the 50s. And already... you know how long it takes to find the right art? Yes. For rooms? Yes. And you just swapping this out? I, I, just... have, things on, I have things on site. Anyway... Um, oh, you just got. I be having things. I have. I literally have so like you just, a, you just like storage Bobby Axelrod and billions, and you just got painting stacks so, somewhere on, on deck. To your okay. point, you know how you have that boomerang movie poster in your house. Mm-hmm. I had one in my closet, and I forgot it was there, rolled up in a tube. You you being real disrespectful. I'm just saying to to the Hutlands and Eddie. So Murphy I finally Rock. ordered the. Po- well, I used to have the soundtrack poster from when I was at Arista, but it got the frame broke and it got scratched up. So. Can, now you, I have the movie. can you ship that to me? It's gone now. So now I have the movie poster. Apparently, that you don't want this. No, I want it. I had to get the frame for it. Ground. I ordered the frame for it. When the frame comes, I'm gonna put it up. Anyway, you, I gotta get to the point of my story. So I found this mid-century modern cabinet yesterday. I had no intentions of buying a cabinet. I didn't think I needed a cabinet. I have a cabinet, but this cabinet looks more like my um, TV unit. And I was like, I think I want this cabinet. So yesterday, is it a cabinet or as black people say a chess drawer. No, a chest of drawers for your clothes. This is a cabinet. So it's like a... Chest drawer can also hold TVs. Okay, true. But this is like a a mix of a china cabinet and a bookshelf-ish. I'm going to take a picture when it's all said and done. So it's a fancy chest of drawers. Fancy chest of drawers. Sure. Why not? So I got it. It was delivered last night. I had no intention. Like, I did not wake up yesterday and intend to buy it. But I got it. It was delivered last night. It needed some cleaning. It needed some love and care. So again, sanitized it, cleaned it. So last night, I sanitized it, cleaned it, stripped it, cleaned it again, stripped it again, cleaned it again, did some repairs on it, and that took all night. But it really is looking good. Like, I'm looking at it right now. It looks really amazing, I think. And Who are you? It's uh, my mother's child. And it's a good shit like this, too. And it's almost ready for me to use. I need to sand down. I need to sand it down a little bit. And seal it again. I already sealed it, but I got to sand it down a little bit, wipe it off. Um, I got to spray paint the drawer pulls. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. What? Let me get this right. So the last 36 hours, you have bought a piece of furniture. Correct. You have sanded, stripped it, sanitized it, and cleaned it at least three times. Correct. And you started a, like, week-long thread about Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's you all have when it comes to working in corporate settings in the workforce. 
it wasn't about that. It was about Gen Xers and our proximity to the civil rights movement. Rights but movement. still, but yes, you, yeah, oh. basically. So I did this thread, and then but because I, I did the um, cabinet overnight, right? That's what I did last night while y'all were asleep. Who are you? A Keebler elf, and um, that that's not sustainable. So I, <laughs> it's not sustainable at all. So I do need to sand, I need to sand it down and I got to sand down the drawers a little bit because I think it was kept in a humid area because the drawers are just the tiniest bit. Are you going to BBD it next? Are you going to flip it, rub it? I am going to rub it. I got to rub it. I do have to rub it. But then I'm done. It's, 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 it's enough complete that by the time I go to sleep tonight, my plan is to have it in use. Are you finishing a chest of drawer? Are you creating the perfect man? Because the, the the craftsmanship and the dedication that you have I'm, put into this project. I'm just saying, hope, it needed it. it gives you, I hope I hope it gives you certain pleasure. It's going to, that, oh I'm God, saying. look at you. It's going to look really good when I put it in place, which I plan to do before I go to sleep tonight. So anyway, I say all I like to say. If I say anything crazy, it's because I haven't really been asleep, and that's because of the, of the chest of drawer, as, as Karin has decided to call it. So y'all charge it to the game. Um... No, no. Well, since well, since you have started on this, what? And you were over there creating a secret man in your Stephen Arkell chamber that you're listening listening as a chess. I don't even know how you I made think that. You flip the run a show and start with the cuffing season topic. All right, first. okay, we'll start since with you cuffing season. Cuff in that drawer because that's what it's. Listen, I like. like furniture. I don't know what to tell you. I really appreciate furniture. I mm. I, I like I like furniture. I still have a dollhouse at my mom's house for this reason. There's no dolls in it. It's it's purely <laughs> for design function. But yes, okay. I like okay, our, I like arranging spaces. Spaces. Um, okay, coming season, Karen. This was your idea. Now, like I'm assuming that, like uh, pretty much everything else in 2020, there is a revised cuffing season schedule for this year. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never. Participated in Cup and City. So usually I want to say that the draft would have been in September to get your roster. I'm I'm estimating. I don't actually participate in Cup and Season shenanigans either. Um, I'm assuming that but I think. Have, have I? Because you use a present term verbiage there. That doesn't mean that you have, you, you haven't, you know, dibbled and dabbled in the past. Um... Not that I was conscious of. Oh, okay. Now we're getting to it, folks. Now Have I at some point it. had a roster? Yes. I'm not a fan. It requires a lot of management. I don't like that. And there's a lot of energy. Have I... Because as you said in past shows, you just like certain gentlemen callers just to come in and be quiet. Do your business... And as Beyonce once said, that. when the song over, That's please get said. up and leave. That's not what I said. I said that before I let you in my house, I have to know that I'm okay with you spending time in my house and you're not going to annoy me. So, like, depending on who you are, I'm fine right. with your company. Stay, hang out, chill. We watch a movie. I will actually cook if I like you. If you are annoying, then I need to be sure that there is no chance of you getting stuck here and annoying me and is it, are you cooking a meal or are you cooking a cheese omelet in the morning like Darius Lepaw which one are you it depends on my refrigerator if you're really <laughs> special I went grocery shopping for you but that's like 
Like the next morning. Or no, before, the, they, got before they got there. So like. Oh, so you was planning. But the okay. last person I went grocery shopping for before they came to my house was my ex, my most recent ex. That was the last person but mm. before the first time they spent the night at my house because I knew. So that's not some shit I just do. Oh, you have anyway, plans. But you, <laughs> but you wanted to discuss cuffing season. Please, the floor is yours. This is not just so much like a long topic. I just wanted to state this for the masses, as I know people are taking part in this annual dumbass tradition. And I hope you guys are uh, uh, are adhering to um, COVID a, safety precautions as part of your cuffing cuffing season. Uh, listen, man, whoever you cuff with, you know, get an STD test and a COVID test, mm-hmm. okay? Before you get it cracking. Niggas right? be lying. The COVID flu season is here as well. We're expecting a second surge. You know, we all might need someone to hold after election night, given what could or could not happen. Because you might want to celebrate or you might want to, you know, down your sorrows. All However, right. um, and we, ooh, we we have to decide what we're going to do about election night since we record this on a Tuesday. Oh, That's ooh, I can't be live on air on election night. My nerves will be too bad. Be, be, be with us, Ben, Lord, if you're listening to this, just already know that's not ha- We're taking that week off. Cover us in your blood. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm literally pleading the blood, like for real. Okay, go ahead. It's five by say. Um, cuffing season is something that I have realized is this is going to be a controversial take. It's only like hibernation of a sort. Yeah, but if, but if you get your your panties in a bunch off my theory here, it's probably because what I'm saying about you is true. I have realized that from hearing stories and doing the research as a non-active participant that cuffing season is, you know, for anyone not listening that might not be, you know, skin folk or kin folk, is, you know, when you just find you a certain someone to boo up with during the cold wintry months. Yeah, you need some body, some body warmth. Body heat, some adult attention. If there's some, you know, a, a probable pre-COVID life, a holiday party, and you may need a date. You know, you have someone um, and you know y'all figure out a schedule of how to make it through the cold, wintry nights of the winter. And um, it goes through Valentine's Day. No, it can, I think the first the first uh, season cutoff is Valentine's Day for some, mm-hmm. but for others uh, it goes through warm weather months when you decide you want to be fast and out there in the streets again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, 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 for your hot girl and or boy yeah. summer yeah so around like april may you know these uh these these contracts um dissolve correct so that everyone whether can both go parties play. are aware of it or not yes yes <laughs> um, they should be given that they what this signed up for correct. Since all adults, yeah. correct however um you know i like to look at things from a, a deeper level yeah just be sorry i think you just be talking shit I do talk yeah, shit, yeah. but it's from the level. No, that's okay. it's deep shit. Yeah, talking shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's, that's okay. why I win shit talking contest. Um, yeah. People, have you all ever noticed that the people who willingly participate in cuffing season probably aren't the uh, best people to cuff? And I'll say that in some very um, safe language because let's just be honest, if you were very, very cuffable, 
and very, very good at the things that are expected of you to happen during cuffing season, at the end of the season, it feels like someone would like to remain cuffed to you. But if every year you're always out here trying to be cuffed or cuff someone, shouldn't that tell you something about yourself if you have to keep being in the market? I think that's a flawed argument. I'm going to tell you why. Because one, it presumes that we are, one, it presumes that people who are participating in cuffing season are consciously participating in cuffing season versus they just happen to slow their ass down during the fall and end up being more willing to end up in something. And B, it doesn't take into account the relationships that actually come out of cuffing season, right? No, 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 no. no, My rebuttal is if a relationship comes out of it, that's fine. I'm talking about if it fizzles. And to your first point, if you are listening to this pod, it's probably because you're an adult. And if you are an adult that keeps redoing a repeated action unwillingly or willingly, you know what the fuck you are doing. So, so I think that brings me back to my point. I think the other thing about cuffing season, though, that's different this year is that um, so cuffing season is really just about convenience. Like it's cold outside. You're not going to be out the same way. You're not trying to be out looking for people. You want comfort. You want snuggling. You want all that shit. Right. I think that cuffing season actually this year started after shutdown. It did. Probably you know, so but I think I think of, the whole game changed. Yeah, but uh, you know, let's throw this COVID year out. But my point has always been, as you said, that's the perfect word: convenience. Let's call mm-hmm. it Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven, they're always there. They're like, oh, let's make it New York Central. It's like a bodega. You know, your favorite bodega is there. They have your sandwiches, your coffees, whatever you like. It's close. You can run downstairs, get what you got. Boom, boom, boom. It's always there and available. But does that bodega sell the best of everything that you actually need? They sell the best of some things, though. There's some, some things that are that are bodega specialties. I gotta say, yeah, yeah, like a couple sandwiches here. But you know, if yeah. the, that's is that the actual entree that you want forever? Probably Berries. not. Depends. So I feel so you. All our listeners, stop being someone's bodega. And learn how to better yourself <laughs> and be someone's escape. Be someone's Not more. Stop being someone's bodega. We don't have be, to have bodega slander. Be, Bodegas know, be, are reliable and dependable and yeah. and staples of the foundational foundational um institutions. So and we you not know what, you, the know what, you know what you reliable, dependable, and the staple. Yes. That's what women say about men that they've been with for a long time and they're bored sick of and ready to leave right, don't fine. be that dude fellas so, so, dude. so this has been uh karen's advice hour um please govern yourself accordingly um, all right so next up uh we have been saying we were going to talk about this on some level and boy is this a goddamn week uh to talk about it this is the best part of the show, people. <sighs> these rap Negroes. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, these dumbass rappers. That's the name of the show for everyone who haven't picked it out yet. Dumbass rappers. I don't know if that's the name of the show yet, but we're going to think about it. Maybe that'll be a subtitle. Should we go down the list? So, oh, God. Um, to Karen's point that I was having a conversation about Gen X, 
the the thing that actually is is bad about Gen X, the point, and I and I'm getting into it. So the point that I was making about Gen X that I think people forget, and I think we even forget, is that we're only one generation removed from the civil rights movement and segregation. We're the first generation that was born out of segregation. Uh, Gen X starts in 65, Voting Rights, Voting Rights Act was signed in 65. And um, so that a lot of our uh, kind of, if you want to call it bouginess, old-fashionedness, respectability was put up, politics was put upon us by our boomer parents are, and for some silent gen parents and silent gen grandparents who had just got finished spending decades busting their ass so that we could, you know, buy certain houses, chase money a certain way, have access to certain schools, you know, go to certain clubs, participate in certain hobbies, basically assimilate. So it really was like the edict and assignment really was for us to go forth and, you know, um, and like, basically just be like good Negroes, right? And not in a negative way, but like, all right, we finally got what we've been asking for. Don't embarrass we us in front of these white people. got a piece of the pie. Of the paha high, moving all up to the east side. Um, and the other part is that we came of, most of us came of age in the 80s. And if you look at any movies from the 80s, it's all about the Benjamins, for lack of a better word. The Reagan era, uh, even as the even as the crack epidemic was on the way, it was super capitalist. It was super like chroming glass and BMWs and Prop you know, <laughs> yeah, Later. and you know, like you know, there was the there was the yuppie, the uh, young urban professional, and there was the buppy, the black young urban professional, which black people named themselves unironically. So, like, if you ever watch um, Strictly Business, Wayman and them, that's product of the 80s, right? A cinematic classic. It is indeed. A young Holly Berry. Um, So... A a rising Tommy Davidson. Yeah. So, I think it's important. That framing is important. And and then when we go to hip-hop, the problem that Karin and I have been saying about conscious hip-hop is that... You know, conscious, stupid. <laughs> conscious hip-hop is a very loosely used term. Originally, it meant that there was lyricism that focused on um, social issues so, or socioeconomic issues. Um, all hip-hop reflected, not all, but most hip-hop reflected the the street or life. So it wasn't just that. Or it might have been like, uh, you know, racism or... Um, self-awareness amongst black people or, you know, sexualization, patriarchy. It basically was something other than just, I'm just rapping and rhyming words together. Like there was supposed to be messaging in it, conscious messaging, right? But it also was expanded to just mean motherfuckers who ain't rapping about chains and cars, right? But or, Or motherfuckers who just rap like, full words and sentences that you can understand because Cole be rapping about bullshit too but people call him a conscious rapper. because Kanye West said Fred Hampton's name in a song. And because Kanye West did a song about Jesus, you know, and would occasionally talk about black people and being from Chicago and shit. How Kanye got labeled as a conscious rapper, I will never be fucked. Because he made a song about the Divine Nine and hip-hop had never had that. 
It was because it was his people. mama was a professor at African-American studies. Anyway, to our point, the title of Conscious Rap was given way too freely. Um, and then in the 90s, in the original era of Conscious Rap, there was a lot of influence. And just in young men, sorry, that's Washington Heights outside. Um, and just in young black men in general, hold Just with young black men in general, of Jicks, there was you a lot. You know who else is from Washington Heights? Who? <laughs> Randy Watson. You know what? Anyway. <laughs> also, amongst um, black men of Gen X, there was a large Nation of Islam influence, a large um, uh, African nationalist influence, a large militant influence, and a large 5% influence. But the problem is, what would happen is they would we would grab I'm gonna say we too because we're on it too would grab bits and pieces of this from our activist parents. I was about to say, are from, you gonna bring up the ladies first video from <laughs> our from our activist parents from because because there is a reason that Gen Xers all have a bunch of fucking Islamic names, right? Yep. So from our activists and and our parents, like my my mom would practice Islam for like a month um, from my oh. activist. For my activist oh, parents, oh, oh. My, yeah, my mother was in the BCN movement in undergrad and mm. changed their name. My parents, my had mom's, my, mom, my mother's other name is Faja. Uh, People who know yeah, from Howard I, call her Faja. Yeah, yeah. when she was at Western Michigan, her name was Amini Nuru. Mm. Uh, my dad was a Muslim for like a month when mm. I was a kid. He had like his half crescent necklace, and we went yep. to Boston to see my uncle. And he was buying bean pies from KFC in the drive-thru. <laughs> That's hilarious. Of our Oldsmobile. And yeah. I was just like, this ain't sweet potato, bro. What right. is this? Because so, I remember the Bowtie Boys selling them papers on the corner. And I was just like, this isn't safe. Mm, this isn't safe. Right. We're the so, crossing guards. Where are the crossing guards? So we were, yeah. So we pulled some parts from what we got around our parents. We pulled some stuff from movies. All of a sudden, everybody, when I was in high school, everybody was suddenly reading the autobiography and Malcolm X like it just dropped Ooh, instead of having to come out 20 years before. The, the leather medallion. The African medallion. The African medallion. The African medallion. Everybody had an African medallion. You had a Nefertiti chain. You wore Egyptian musk. Like, there was a lot happening, right? African, African prince. So, um, so there was a lot going on in the conscious movement, but... African medallion shirt and a uh, African medallion and a Malcolm X shirt to school like one day in like second grade almost. And we all had yeah, everybody had a Malcolm X shirt because and this this before the X movie even came out. I think like we all got on some X shit. I don't even remember where it started, but all of a sudden everybody was reading Malcolm X. But part of it was probably hip hop. So I say all that to say there was a very pro black message, pro black, pro community message in. 90s hip-hop that then came back around but the problem is as we said before with hotepism and hotep used to be a positive word but it's now become an amalgamation of a whole bunch of shit you're pulling theology and theory from different places but not actually like putting it all together in a cohesive way is that there is the positive and then there's like a little bit of bullshit in it that comes with the positive and that little bit of bullshit tends to germinate and grow right so it is also usually a um, a mentality that is exclusive to other black people. Correct. So in 90s 
we're seeing in our rappers right now is a combination of the patriarchy that was part of um, those conscious movements, right? Which wasn't so much like, there's a difference between patriarchy and misogyny. I want to point that out. Misogyny is basically fuck women. Patriarchy is y'all look good, but y'all need to be like here. You have a place place. and a role, right? So it's the the patriarchy. We just don't want want you to stay in your place. So there's the patriarchy, but there is also, there's a patriarchy and there's a pro-blackness, but there is also, right, the capitalism of hip-hop, because hip-hop is a capitalist genre, even even fucking underground hip-hop, whatever. All this shit is capitalist. There is a capitalism of it, which completely goes counter to everything else, but nobody seems to care about that. So these things are manifesting along with old black man-isms, which is just a whole nother thing, right now, and our rap elders, and it is embarrassing the shit out of us in a very crucial election year so first we had um we had well, i'm gonna put nick cannon in this category even though he crosses it we had nick cannon embarrassing us with professor griff from public enemy that's one right okay, let's, let's throw griff in there too yeah he, and he, well, well griff griff been embarrassing been us for fucking ever right then mm-hmm. last year or earlier this year i think it was earlier this year puff came out once and said you know we're not just giving our vote away and it was already like, and him and but Naomi it, Campbell, no shots to Naomi. Naomi's not a U.S. citizen. Having a conversation about voting. Why? Why are we doing that? And then he was talking about he was going to create a black news fine, network. Though, you're still fine. Just yeah, we love you, but you don't, you can't vote. Um, and, and she was really just sitting there just letting Puff go. But whatever. Um, we have the universe, our universal problematic Negroes are T.I. Oh, oh, there you go. Killer Mike, who... Campaign, oh, please, who campaigned for Bernie and then and then it has come out I didn't even know about this shit until recently met with Greg DeSantis yeah. last year Killer Mike or whenever yeah. uh, two years ago and talking about his first instinct as a southern man was that you know um, he really liked or, or saw some familiarity and kinship in Governor DeSantis Ron, what's his name Ron DeSantis Greg DeSantis yeah. whatever with DeSantis and like was like I don't. This motherfucker said, "It's." It, he said that policy, and um, policy and politics wasn't in, as important to him as uh, character and um, virtues and shit like that. Values and character, and that felt like um, no character and decency. And he felt like DeSantis uh, was a decent man, sir. How how are you going to say if you're trying to be in the political arena that policy and politics don't fucking matter? Are you, you know are you on crazy crap? I figured out like, who Killer Mike is. Who is I Killer Mike? I figured out who he is. You know, pre-COVID, which is so far, so long ago. It was so long ago. Um, um, you, so you alternate will appreciate universe. this because, you know, we're, we're almost similar eras. Mm-hmm. You remember when the mall was the thing? Yes. Going to the mall. During the holidays, it would be like uh, Salvation Army Santa's outside and Christmas trees. Are you about to say the black Israelites? No, 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 no. Christmas trees everywhere. And Mm -hmm. then in every mall, they had a section the week or two weeks before Christmas. And it was always this big area where if you bought your gifts and you took it over there, they would wrap it for you. 
Yeah. That's who Killer Mike is. <laughs> Please elaborate on that. I need you to break Mike, that down. Killer Mike is the the, the rapper, not, yes. the, not the verbal rapper, right, the right. rapper who will take a shitty gift mm. and make it look nice. And present it to I black people. I had this conversation, and yeah. people like, oh, man, Killer Mike, he got it. And I'll be like, yeah, what on the surface level, it yeah. sounds really good. Till you actually sit in the room and you cut off your phone and cut off the lights and think about <laughs> not cut off your phone and cut off the lights. Yo, you he really like, don't be saying. But that's that the, so doesn't make any damn sense. It's fucking like no offense to my brothers in the barbershops, but it's barbershop politics where y'all just be talking in fucking circles with conspiracy theories and anti-systems. Anti but, like, no solutions, just complaints, right? All right, so Killer Mike is on the list. T.I. is on the permalist. And then now we have... And then <laughs> we, had, we had Luther Campbell, who I brought up the other week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And now yeah. we have fucking O'Shea... And 50 and Curtis Jackson. I, I mean, I'm not even going to include... 50 because he's no, he's permanent no, he's he's permanently embarrassing he's always embarrassing to miss out on getting okay. their so I saw 50 and, and the dumbass rapper team Scarface but Scarface yes. might be questionable I think Scarface might have been being yeah. sarcastic because oh, he because right. he let it because he later he later absolutely said that Trump is a no um however he gets invited to tryouts for the team okay I got his invitation uh, back Shaquille O'Neal is not hip hop. I'm gonna just put him on list just because he vote. He apparently voted for the first time this year, and I'm a hundred percent sure that Shaquille O'Neal voted for Trump. I will put every dime in my bank account on that just because Shaq be shacking. Because people um, forgot that before Shaq ever voted, he's been a cop for five years. Four years as a volunteer cop. Mm -hmm. Sorted out no for fifteen years. Sorted out. He's been mm -hmm. a cop in Florida for five years. He was a cop. He's a cop in Broward County. He was a. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a volunteer marshal or a deputy marshal or whatever, honorary deputy marshal. And like, but goes on runs and stuff with them. He was in one in Miami and he used to be one in, in LA. Yeah. And this is also a man that you don't forget who got a PhD from Barry College. One, yep. I don't want mean to be disrespectful, but I have no idea what Barry College was. I've never heard uh, of it. Say, so if you it. have a PhD from Barry College. He, and he has, he comes from a military family. His stepfather, who is his father for all intents and purposes. Anyway, I'm a, yep. and he owns Papa John's and he's owns Papa John's franchise, and he's he's a, he, oh, he's a chairman on the board. He's yeah, on he's the a chairman of Papa John's. Uh, yeah, Shaq voted. Shaq voted for no Trump. Where, there's no other way to invest in black communities right. than to give niggas pizza. So here's the thing, right? Rich black people voting Republican is not new. It's not. Yep. It's been happening since yep. there were rich. Since it's been happening since the party switched. I'm sure. Shout out to J C Watts. Right. Up, you know? It's at minimum. It's at minimum um, been happening since. It's at minimum been happening since. Um, sorry, it's at minimum been happening since the Reagan era. Mm -hmm. So that's not new. However, there are two things that are really crucial about this time period. The first thing is that there are battle years and there are war years. This is a war year. 2016 was also a war year, but niggas was playing. Everybody was playing. Not just niggas was playing. Everybody was playing. Nobody realized it. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. White women were playing, given that 53% of them 
Yeah, but so did so did fourteen percent of black men, bro. But listen, fourteen percent of black men gonna always do the damn wrong thing. So oh, you know, yeah. we had already calculated in that into the equation. So and that's but that's also not factoring the percentage of black men who rode in Harambe or Hennessy or just didn't come outside at all. Let's also talk about that. You right. Because you know that wasn't black women. That was you right. You it's never y'all. Right. <laughs> so we don't anyway, deserve y'all. So this is a warrior. We are two months we are two weeks out from the end of the election. And I say the end of the election because people are already voting. Votes are cast. 26 million votes have been cast, I think, already. Yeah, right? Like, what, 13? We have, as of today, when this airs, we have 12 days left. Right. The, vo- election, the election has started, for all intents and purposes. If your ass is coming out right now to sow seeds of discord, to talk oh, about God. motherfuckers earning votes from the black people when the building was on fire, as Karin and I have said before, and the both sides is in this shit, you are an op. That's the only, that's the only solution. I can get Paulo to Don. I'm going to include your dumb ass in that king of white women in that list too, going to fucking Trump rally so he can shout your ass out from the front row. I ain't forget your ass either. Um, he don't care though. He thinks white man's ice is colder. He's been clear on that. Um, so that brings us to Ice Cube. O'Shea Jackson. Whom I've always had great affinity for. Not anymore. Nah. So, Cube... Took it upon himself within the last month to put together what he calls a contract for Black America. I'm I'm only referring to him as as Puddle from here on out because that cube uh, has melted. Melted. He did this with, to my knowledge, no policy experts, no urban planning experts, with no type of caucusing, with no type of um, town hall conversations, with no community leaders, with no social justice orgs. He just put together some shit that was, as he, he did, said... He just opened up a Microsoft Word document. That, yes, that was, as he said, to earn the like, male vote. And here's why this is important. It is a known, it is a, is a statistically proven, easily verifiable fact. You can Google it. That black women are the most consistent voting base. We're the most the com- consistent party. voting block. We are the, we have been the largest growing, actually women of color period, been the largest growing voting block over the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we are the voting block that brings the most people with us to the polls. Like if Correct. we go, the whole house goes, Everybody right? Go. Pick up mama and them. Right. Scoot over in the back. Black seat. men... On the other hand, not all y'all, but enough of y'all. Be on the both sides of bad. It don't matter. Less of two evils. But also seems to like somehow it seems to think that by not participating in the process, it's somehow getting over. I don't really know how those things. I don't know how those things equate. Like the both gonna. I think people go ahead. Um. If you grew up in the black non-denominational church like I did, mm. and you're listening to this, then you probably know who uh, Frederick Casey Price is. Mm-hmm. Mega church out in L.A. Um, his son is now running this church, and his dumbass son 
<laughs> said in a sermon this past week, when you're picking between the lesser of two evils, you're both picking. You, either way, you're picking evil. So why are we out here both? I don't care. Oh, how the black church is falling. Preacher, pastor, bishop, principal. It's irresponsible. A dumbass is a dumbass. But it's so irresponsible. I mean, Stop okay. Listening to these dumbass rappers and so, preachers and, you and giving your tithes and offers and just leave these Go churches. Ahead. Going back God, to my, God didn't tell you that. No, God absolutely did not tell you that. Because going back to my conversation, and, and some fundamentalists will be like, you know, politics ain't in the Bible. It absolutely is in the Bible. Yes, it, yes, it fucking is. is. Who politicians politicians killed Jesus. But anyway. Um but going back to Pilate is my favorite person in the entire Bible. So going back to what I was talking about with Gen X, right? Even Jenners forget how close we were to shit being completely different, right? And there seems to be this feeling that we have these inalienable rights. First of all, the inalienable rights that are listed in the Constitution were not for us. That's right. The rights that we have now gained are really privileges afforded at the pleasure of whomever controls the... um, Supreme Court and the circuit courts. And guess who that is? Mm-hmm. The fucking GOP. And guess why? Because y'all dumbasses didn't get it together in 16, but whatever. Um, so, and, and like you said, a lot of those rights that we feel like we supposed to have, but were never supposed to be given to us, man, if it wasn't for cats just being on Lyndon B. Johnson's head nonstop, right. we wouldn't even have that shit. Right. But it's like you had to be in and and back then, obviously, there were also black people who were like, it don't matter. This country ain't made for us. Y'all doing too much. Y'all up the Negroes. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. That always exists. And, and but even counterparties like the Panthers and other organizations were still doing constructive things in the community. Y'all niggas just talking. That's yeah. my thing. So Cube comes up with this entire contract. Shout out to the Panthers. They did some good. That 10 right. program, spotless. spotless. Free lunch where, program. Where, I mean, where I mean, do you think Wick came from? Exactly. <laughs> so Cube comes up with this contract for Black America, America that's basically full of shit. Stats wrong, numbers wrong, data wrong, no sources, no, no info, no nothing. No um, and then no goes on. In his sentence structure. He reaches out to both parties about it. Now, the Biden campaign put forth a plan in July that contained a lot of it was in Cube's plan, right? And not only that, some and of what's HBCU shit sitting there. What some of what's in Cube's plan actually is like already a motion or already a thing. Like there was no research, right? There was no research. This nigga just decided. Dying. Naima, you can't research if you don't read. Correct. Right. So it's clear this nigga just woke up one morning and decided, I, I know what black people need. And his ass got the nerve to be in interviews like, why should it have taken a rapper? Why did it have taken me to get up and make this contract for me? Nigga, it didn't. This shit is out there. You are your ass. And this is my other problem with black people. Y'all swear that just because you don't know about some shit going on, the shit don't exactly. happen. And, and, and don't look for it. It's like, because this didn't go directly across my line of sight, clearly it doesn't exist. It never happened. It was never said. It was never done. Also, Whatever, he right? needs to realize that like he is not a rapper anymore. 
to most white people, he is the guy that made Are We There Yet? At most, right? <laughs> but what's embarrassing is that, like, even as he was doing interviews about it, it was so clear. Oh, I forgot. So he so he reached out to both campaigns. The Biden campaign was basically like, look, bro. They talked this, to him. Man. They were like, we hear you. We in the middle of an election, in case you haven't noticed. Like, we'll meet with you after the fact. But the reason the Biden campaign could in part do that is because, as I said, they had a plan out already. They've been having conversations with the community. Whatever. The Trump campaign, who has no campaign platform at all oh. Oh. of any kind oh, for any area, was like, oh, another rapper. Oh, we forgot to add Kanye West to that list. Oh, another rapper. Um, We'll take it. Let's take your plan. And they flipped it in part into the platinum plan. With... So with Cube agreeing to have it be said that he was working with the Trump campaign. So now on their plan. I would have actually found it less disrespectful if they would have called it instead of the platinum plan. The nigga plan? The, num- the number one stunner. <laughs> but like, yeah, because there's no silver plan. There's no gold plan. Y'all niggas just came out with a platinum plan. They should have called it like the platinum the tank. They should have called it the platinum people. tank plan. I would have been with that. Okay. Call it the plat. Call call it the no limit plan. Just go. Just go for it. Fuck it. Anyway, so Q doing interviews. And he keeps you know insisting that he's not um, actually endorsing Trump, which his dumbass supporters also keep trying to fight on his behalf. But when you are two weeks out from an election, from an election final, three weeks out, a month out, fuck it, two months out. Once voting has started. And your ass is out here rampantly spreading disinformation. With an uncut with an uncut beard. With an uncut being a goddamn scully. Um, doing interviews about shit, not knowing what the fuck you talking about. And that's the other problem with barbershop politics. It's a lot of surface bullshit. But as soon as you're like, give me the source on that. Give me the data yeah. on that. Run the yeah. numbers on that. Break yeah. that down. They can't. Yeah. It's rhetoric. It's repeated rhetoric. Yeah. So Cube Tell is out. Me who Cube, your local congressman is. What? what yeah. What is your district? When the fuck? Like, I want somebody. That, I don't even know. I don't even know if anybody or... asked Cube if he's registered to vote. Then we got. No, no. no let's, let me get. Where is your voter identification card? Right. Hmm? I will say. I do want to say because because I was nervous at first. Snoop is also voting for the first time this year, and I got really scared because Snoop. Just stays on this side of my good side. Like he just stays on this side. Like every once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh, he just stays on this side," but he is supporting Biden. Thank God. Um, I can't give him any points for that. I mean, but uh, he's fifty-seven years old. It's the first time he voted. Well, he's fifty, but still. Um, he's but it's still a problem. Seven years old. He's fifty, but it's still a problem. First time you voted. Um, but back to Cube. So then, oh, then fifty comes out. And says that he's voting for Trump because of the tax plan. But 50's an asshole. Like, I he said that. he don't want to be 20%. He don't want to be 20 cent. He wants to stay 50 cent. Whatever, nigga. So, basically, um... Sounds rappers, like that vitamin water deal. Maybe ain't what you told us it was. Y'all are the weakest link. And I'm tired. I'm really tired. Y'all are killing hip-hop. But more importantly, like, you're doing your people. Oh, then Puff came back out talking about our black party and just got the messaging all fucking wrong. Talking about he's starting a new political party. That's not what our black party is at all. After being called on media takeout later with that white woman. I missed that because I don't read media takeout (laughs) because it's garbage. I saw the pictures. But, uh, 
But our black, the thing about white party is that it existed before Puff. It's not a political party. It is a community or it's a grassroots organization. But Puff got the messaging wrong. And I don't even know why you would want Puff as a face of your justice org because Puff takes up all the air and light in the room. And so now it's going to be Puffy's black party. So, yeah, rappers right now. Unless you're selling champagne or vodka. Rappers right now, y'all are the weakest link. Or and you're hurts, doing a remix. Besides it hurts my heart yeah. because rap is supposed to be, you know, Chuck D said that rap is the black CNN. And right now, y'all are the black Fox News. And I'm just really upset because <sighs> niggas are really susceptible to, niggas are more susceptible to bullshit than they are to actual, like, straight down the middle facts, which I will never understand. But and then, um, to kind of point that, you have I just want someone, y'all to shut the fuck up. Like, can, can like, they shut up? You have someone like Lil Baby a couple of weeks ago who did a feature, um, a wonderful feature, and he was asked about it, and he was just like, you know, because he had, he had made a statement, and he was just like, I, I want to stay out of that because I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I was just like... I appreciate that. Oh, the young new rappers know when to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck and the up. the old ones don't. Just talk, like it's ego, but shutting the fuck up is so okay. It's really okay. It's so okay. Like nobody out the jump his ass out here in the break. I promise you, nobody was sitting at home. It's, it's like it's like the Dave Chappelle show. No, Joe, nobody was sitting at home thinking, who, where is Ice Cube on this? Who does he think I should vote for? Nobody. Knowing when to shut the fuck up is the greatest skill set a human being can learn. It will take you further than any other skill or trait or trade or knowledge or any book can teach you. Knowing when to pop off, knowing when to just be like, I need to sit this one out, will get you further than anything in life. Or as my uncle Kenny Rogers the Great said, you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and know when the fuck to run so yeah i so, i am disappointed Kitty, man they don't make them like yeah, that they oh. really don't they don't broke them all like the no they don't they don't at all um all right so i'm disappointed in like like rap, the rappers are killing hip-hop the original hip-hop the original hip-hop generation is killing hip-hop um now wait what did we say we got oh lovecraft finale almost Ooh. forgot so lovecraft has come to a close rest in we peace tick we do not know. That was a spoiler. I should have said spoiler alert. alert. Um, we do not know yet. I know. We do not know yet if there's going to be a season two because obviously. Well, this source material came from the book. They would have to craft season two out of whole cloth. But I think that like a season two with Hippolyta and D I could be dope. Blue. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if they do one, that would be the direction. But, you know, so some people are mad because. The finale moved really fast. It was commercial free, but it moved really fast. Commercial free? It's HBO. Oh, duh. I'm bugging out. Never mind. Uh, I told y'all See, I'm this sleeping. This is you being up all night. I told y'all. Flipping it, dubbing it, but, rubbing but it down. But I can't even excuse that because when I was watching it, I was like, there's been no commercial breaks. I don't know where that came from. Don't even, just ignore I said that. But it, uh, it was, it, it went really fast and there was no Not like... Like, you know how usually 
after some dramatic climax, even if that's the, at the end of the movie, they give you one like kind of post-log scene to kind of tie everything up. They didn't give you that shit. What, what did you too. think? What did you think? Um, I loved it. Rest in peace to Kick. Yeah. Rest in, rest in peace to Big Sexy, Ruby. Um, People are I, mad take that and I'm okay with that because I do not like I endings that tie things up in a bow. Somebody had to die. Hey, hey, y'all. It could have been too we pretty. We lost Ned Stark in episode nine of the first season of Game of Thrones. And he was the face of the whole series. You Although know, on rewatch, Ned Stark was really boring and fu- yeah, as fuck. Yeah, but anyway, but, yeah, he had to go. Uh, but if you remember the promo when the show came out, it was all Ned Stark's face. It was, yes, it, it was. He was, was the whole shit. He was holding his sword. Yeah. Um, here's my thing about Lovecraft. I loved it. I want to see more seasons of it. If they, we yes. don't get it, I understand when I'll be sad. Shout out to me, Screen. Anytime I can get more Journey Smollett, I'm happy. I've been in love with her since East Bayou. I've said many times on this podcast, here's what I have to say about Lovecraft Country. And this is going to be something that you have tweeted about in the past, and you're going to love me for this. You're going to want to reach to the screen and hug okay. people. Um, I say this as an opinion writer. Uh, let me get this right. As a note, two-time award-winning opinion oh, writer God. and commentary uh, commentator. I understand the respect of other people's opinions, and I just need to get that out and say it. However, you motherfuckers that I have <laughs> seen on social media right. complaining about the episode moving too fast, or you didn't like the ending, or this show was too much for you, or how you didn't like this, or how you didn't like this. Please, I'm going to say this as peacefully as I can. I mean this from the depths of my heart. Shut I'm your ass look up. Into, and I'm going to look into the screen so you can see my eyes. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> because y'all are why we as a people can't have shit. This is why if we had social media in the 90s, we never would have got Boomerang or Love That's Jones, right. a house party. We definitely would have never got Love Jones. Or, or the different world could... Whatever great black piece of work or art or music or film or cinema, cinematography, masterpiece, color purple, shit, whatever we've had in the 80s and 90s that we deemed Oh, Twitter would have fucking destroyed it. Twitter and dumbass Facebook and IG posts would have destroyed it because now that everyone has a voice, there are great pluses to it. The great minus is that we have to listen to the dumbass people. And you dumbasses mm. are fucking this up right. for the greater good because you think you're uneducated <laughs> you that doesn't have any context, any history, or any layers. Just because you are not smart enough to understand a TV show that has meshed multiple genres unlike any other before because right. you shit is too big for your little-ass mind, you have to dog it. We are in the moment, we've talked about on this podcast, where black women are having a revolution that never had been this many showrunners in TV history. In every damn show, from P-Valley to Power to this, to yeah, this, got same, to whatever same. it is, y'all got some goddamn dumb-ass think piece. Shut the fuck up. Enjoy the shit. I mean, here's the thing. This industry, wait. I'm, I'm I'm going. When this industry okay. takes this shit away from us, because we just had this reckoning. We had the golden years of the 90s, and the 2000s was kind of dry. We will tell you, want that much shit on for niggas to watch. Now we are in a utopia. Do not fuck this up, because a dry period will come. 
And then y'all dumbass thick pieces will be, well, what happened to all the good black shows? You dumbass WordPress. <laughs> Not WordPress. WordPress and goddamn. Here's here's what I'm gonna say though. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna interrupt you to say one thing. Hello? There are some people. Uh, listen, y'all don't have. Nobody has to like every show. The entire point of having an array of programming is that you will like some, you will not like others, right? Like, I really did not like Empire. I've never watched Power because I could already tell I wasn't going to like it. But I wasn't going to think piece it. Exactly. I wasn't going to think piece There are some black shows where I'd be like, this shit is stupid. But, like, I recognize it's not for me. Like, for example, a lot of shit that was on UPN was not for me. I loved it. Homeboys in Outer Space. Loved it. Uh, the Wayans. Malcolm and Eddie's. Loved it. Malcolm and them shits was not Jamie for me. Fox show. Loved it. Also not for me. And that's fine, right? That was fine. Those were not for me. I, you called me highbrow, bougie, whatever the fuck. Those were not for me. But, and that's that's cool. I wasn't writing no letter campaign. I wasn't doing none of that shit. But, um, that's the thing. Like, every... Every show ain't got to carry you. It ain't got to be for you. And some and some people just don't like Lovecraft. That's cool. There are some there are some sci-fi shows I can't get into either. But like we said last week, it just is annoying when people also say it about Westworld. Or I say it's just when it's a matter of maybe you just aren't engaged in it. Not so much. That, and that's the thing. People don't. This is actually what it is. People don't say I don't like it. That's not the people I have issue with. It's the people no. who say it's bad because yes. they don't like it. Those or are the people it. I have, or understand it. Those are the people I have issue with. If you just say you don't like the shit, that's cool. But when you be like, this is trash, just because your trash ass don't like it. For like, instance, if you're watching this, my preference are black women, the skin complexion of Naima, and much darker. <laughs> that does not mean I don't have a fine affinity for high yellow. Black women and red bones. <laughs> Girls that can damn their pasture white. They are gorgeous as well. Sometimes right. I would shoot my shot. But I love me a woman that needs lotion all the time because she's that black. No, you won't see me out here tweeting shit, bashing our light-skinned black queens. No. Mm -hmm. Because I have learned the skill that we talked about of knowing Shutting when to the fuck, the fuck up. up. Yes. So I think I think on that note, I think that's I think that's the thought and the meditation that we want to leave y'all with on today. Yeah, shut the um, fuck up. Shutting the fuck up. Shutting the fuck up. Because 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 the thing with the internet, and I'm guilty I'm guilty of this too, because Twitter Twitter is addictive as as a as a place to just write shit out. And I'm a former journaler and I like to just put shit out in stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. The the problem with the internet is that it makes you feel like all your thoughts, A, need to be shared publicly, B, are urgent, need to be shared urgently. Or that and, everything is a jewel. And V, uh, you know, and, and C, are valid, right? So it's like none of those three things are true. And sometimes we need to think about whether we are actually, like, are you speaking because you have something to say or are you speaking because you have to say something? Those are two different things. And are you contributing to the conversation or are you darn? Uh, we are in... Listen, guys, just to be serious for one second. This year is pivotal for all of us, right? It doesn't matter who you are. 
Doesn't matter who you are, but for black people, especially, I really want y'all to hear me. This year is fucking pivotal for us. We're going to be the most impacted coming out of this year, probably in terms of small business, in terms of our health, um, in terms of the healthcare, in terms of the results of this fucking election, like all that shit, right? This is a a, pivotal moment. The Supreme Court. We got to stop playing. Like, we can't, there's no time to play. And some, of us, double Dutch. and some of us are way too grown for the bullshit. So that's not to say that you shouldn't, like, get these jokes off. Jokes are better than facts. We all know that. But like I said, little things carry seeds and help to perpetuate dumb shit. Like, somebody was saying today that... Uh, I, I got a great example for you. Well, I'll use this. One of, one of my friends, Kia, was talking about how people hey, who... Kia. Ain't never going to see $400,000 in their life are arguing on 50s behalf, but don't even understand how the tax rate works. Right. Which y'all, I don't need, I don't remember if we talked about Dre's, uh, Dre and his wife's divorce settlement, yeah, but like yeah, y'all motherfuckers love to argue above your pay grade and your tax bracket and don't understand how it works. And somebody said, this is why y'all so stupid. This is why black people can't have nothing like automatically saying that you're never going to hit 400 K fam. 1% of the U.S. makes more than 400 k Mathematically, less than 1%, actually, because 1% of the U.S. makes 350 k or more. So mathematically, you're not going to see 100 k I mean, you're not going to see 400 k Mathematically, you're not. You Statistically, if we were playing Vegas odds, you're you know never going to make $400,000 a year. You know, it, 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 the way you said that so beautifully is the same way of thinking when I have because I hate when black people say we came from kings and queens nigga it's not mad, all of them were kings we came from impossible. everybody yeah <laughs> some of you niggas came from the niggas that was helping the white people find people to put on well, not to pack. <laughs> that but also we ain't the only motherfuckers that came from kings and queens isn't there some stat that like everybody in Great Britain is like, George King George the Eighth or some shit like that like it's not it but also like also, that you can't alone, be a king or a queen unless you have a population to rule over. So therefore, some of y'all gotta come from peasants. I'm fine with coming from. But also, that's peasants. okay. Don't bother me. That's actually okay. It yeah, it's it really does. okay. Everybody because, can't be goddamn Mansa Musa. Right, but also like Howard, and it's funny because the same motherfuckers who will be like, "We came from kings and queens," or want to call themselves king or you queen, are all the same people who are anti-establishment. Make it make sense. Yeah, which one is it? Make it make you sense. Like, do we do we do we think the monarchy, a, a government, a political official? Yeah, is a monarchy you, important believe? or like you want to call yourself a god of oneself, but you don't actually believe in God? In God, what you doing, fam? Is it Ujiwali or is it one mic? So yeah, all right. On that note, <laughs> hopefully we'll see some of y'all later uh, tonight. Um, Countdings dot com for Patreon if you want to be part of the bomb family extravaganza the bombaganza uh yeah i'm gonna go with that um yeah. otherwise we will see y'all next week oh what should we always tell them to do as always don't give your money to that white man and read a damn book and stop listening to rappers and also let me remind you that as an asterisk i don't actually have an opinion on whether or not sean king is white but it's catchy um all right later y'all 